Hello there, digital world. Welcome back to another episode of Spliced In Later. Two episodes in a week, in a row, because it is time for another movie review. Yes, you may be fresh off watching Fast and Furious 9, or you may have just listened to the review, or you may not have seen it. But this movie that I'm about to review to you now is certainly not on the same scale in terms of spectacle and box office and all of that stuff. But also ironically so, because it is a Pixar film, and it is one of those films that you would expect it. But let me tell you, this film came out, and it came out under the radar in such a way that I have not experienced with a Pixar film before. I have done with the past Pixar films, I have actively tried to avoid trailers and plot points so I can go into these brand new films fresh. So with things like Onward and Soul, I was able to go, okay, cool, this is the plot, this is interesting, okay, I'm with it. With this film, I didn't even have to try. It was not, I did not see a single trailer advertised once. I did not see any press releases or advertisements for it. The only reason I knew it was coming was because I'm an insane person who writes down what movies are coming out for the year and then keeps track of their release date. But that required me to actively check on this movie and check its release date and check what was coming. And I told people, I said, this movie's coming on Friday. I can't wait to review it. And people went, that's coming out this week? What the heck? In case you are wondering, the movie that we are going to talk about today is the new Pixar film, Luca, a brand new Pixar film. It's not a Pixar sequel or anything. This is a brand new film, a brand new concept. If you wish to watch Luca, you can, if you have Disney+, Plus, of course. It is available on Disney+. Plus. Now, Pixar have had some unfortunate luck, basically, since the pandemic kicked off in March last year, just in terms of their approach to their movies and their availability and even charging for them in a way that has not been repeated for other movies. Onward had a bit of bad luck in March because when it came out, the pandemic was taking off, so it was still in theatres, but no one was going to the theatres, so it certainly suffered in that regard. When Soul came out at the end of last year, despite everybody knowing that, of course, Soul will be great and it's already going to be an Academy Award contender and all of that because we are basically discussing the meaning of life in this film, it was available on Disney Plus at no extra charge. So if you had Disney Plus, you could just watch it and they wouldn't charge you any extra. In a direct contrast to other Disney films that have come out or will come out that make you pay an extra bit of money just to watch the film. Essentially, you are still going to the movie theaters, but you're going to the theaters at home through Disney+. Plus. So big blockbuster films like Mulan or what's coming up soon, uh, Black Widow, Jungle Cruise. These films are available. Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya, that's, a, that's another one. Raya and the Last Dragon. These are available on Disney+, Plus, or were available on Disney+, Plus, but you had to pay an extra 30 bucks to watch it. For these films, nah, nah. And that's interesting because Pixar films, generally in the past, made a ton of money. Toy Story, for example. Cars, Incredibles, Finding Dory, Inside Out, clean sleep at the box office. It used to be that if a Pixar film is coming, it's absolutely going to make a lot of money. So in that instance, I'm not sure why these Pixar films have not had the same approach. But I feel bad for the people making them because it is sort of like our movies aren't good enough to be charged that extra. But we also won an Academy Award. I don't know what the the thing behind it is. And I just read a recent news article yesterday that says Pixar hopes that maybe their films will go back to to the theatres in 2022. So is that the ultimate goal here? They're not going to bother with Pixar in the theatres. It's always going to be a Disney Plus thing. Maybe it's going to be a way to get people to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. I don't think you need too much incentive, I think, with Disney being the corporate empire that it is. 
But it is interesting. However, another factor that probably comes into play here is also the lack of advertising because even though Soul was released on Disney Plus with no extra charge, Soul was advertised a lot. This film, not. And with something like that, you have to wonder, do they not expect it to be good? Or do they not expect it to do well? Do they not expect it to be received in the same light, in the same enthusiasm as other Pixar films have been? It's certainly, there are films out there I've noticed in the past which definitely fly under the radar because there's not a lot of support behind them because they know it's not going to be particularly successful, especially films that are released in January, the time when people seem to dump trashy, not great films. Every now and then you'll get a a, a gem, a diamond in the rough, but not normally. So is the lack of advertising and the sneaking it onto Disney Plus with no real fanfare a sign that Luca itself is just a substandard movie, or at least not up to Pixar standard? Well, that's what I'm about to tell you today. So here's my review of Luca. Now, I'm sure most of you are not even aware of what Luca is, so I'll give you a brief idea of the plot, which is basically that Luca is about a boy called Luca. But there is something unique about Luca. He is a sea monster. So he lives underwater in this community of sea monsters who hide from the humans, specifically humans in an Italian seaside village the humans there definitely do not like sea monsters they have seen them and they want to kill them if they get a chance so basically everybody below goes nah don't go up there luca is very aimless he is sort of a a shepherd's boy but shepherd boy for fish underwater and then one day he is accidentally lured above water by another sea monster called alberta and when he goes up there he discovers that when he is not wet he transforms into a human or at least he looks human Initially reluctant at first, he forms a very, very close bond with this Alberto, who is a much more freewheeling, spirited, excited young man who wants to go out into the world and go on adventures, and the two of them eventually decide that that's what they're going to do. But in order to do that, they want to acquire a Vespa, a, uh, I guess it's a motorbike, people would know what a Vespa is, and if you don't, just Google it. To get a Vespa, they enter a competition in the Italian city, village, whatever, which introduces them to a young human girl called Julieta, and then they have to compete in some competitions, they have to avoid being seen because a a drop of water that falls on them exposes their scales immediately, they have to avoid Luca's parents who have come after him because they want him to come back underwater, and they have to learn to still be friends even as they start to split because the main heart of this film is this relationship that is established between Luca and Alberto. While they're up there, Luca starts to appreciate the world more specifically in certain ways where Alberto wants to do it, but he doesn't really want to connect with the human world. He wants to just stick with him and Luca. So that's of course going to set friction. They come across the same sort of wacky characters you would get in a Pixar film, some particularly villainous antagonists, some wacky sidekicks, a, a cat that is probably one of the funniest moustached cats I've ever seen in a Pixar film or in any film at all. And basically, that's it. I don't want to say too much more about the plot because the story of Luca and Alberto and what they get up to in this film, what their eventual end result is, where they go, that's more fun to experience watching the film. As I said, with Pixar films, it's really great if you can just go into the film and just enjoy it for the first time without any idea of what's going on. And I think you have a good chance with this film because there's very little advertising about it. Basically, my overall opinion of the film is that I enjoyed it. 
I would agree. I do not think that it is up to the standard that has been set by previous Pixar films, the the heights of Toy Story 3 or Coco or Inside Out. But I also do not think that comparison that makes it a bad film or an unsuccessful film. Luca is a solid animated film. It doesn't really do anything that hasn't been done before in terms of story and character arcs, but it is still a very heartwarming, fun tale. It's definitely good for all ages, and the animation and imagery and everything like that is at least up to the standard of Pixar, which we'll get into. Looking at Pixar films, as I've ranked them before, I certainly would not put Luca at the bottom. It would be somewhere in the middle there. It's a great, interesting, animated concept of a film, but it certainly doesn't do anything to go, that'll be a film from Pixar that people will talk about from years to come. What I liked about the film, first and foremost, as always, as I just said, with Pixar, is the animation. It is absolutely spectacular. With this film, it has a unique animation style, which I was watching it, and I likened it a lot to Aardman style. If you're unfamiliar with Aardman style, it is the stop-motion animation that gave us Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit and Flushed Away and all those other films. The humans and the sea monsters, they, they, they have this wackiness to their design which is definitely unique to other humans that have been drawn in previous or animated in previous Pixar films I don't know if that's by design I don't know if it's supposed to reflect Italian imagery and painting I think it might I've been looking into it and I feel like when you watch it and it was described to me the animation does look very much like a painting especially the cities and the ocean and the sky but also the people an Italian painting of sorts That being said, everything they get up to, going underwater, going on their Vespa races, jumping around, transforming from sea monster to human, looks incredible. There are even some establishing shots, which I've said before, which is just the water or the sky or whatever. And honest to God, it looks like it could just have been a shot from the real world. So animation has come tremendously. And I think that is where the movie both shines and falters, is that this movie probably focuses more on spectacle than story the story itself is nothing too special but the animation the uniqueness of it the way they go to to make it startling and stand out and a homage to italian imagery and all of that looks fantastic and i really appreciated that also the luca kid and his friendship with alberto their relationship is absolutely the heart of the story and it comes off very well luca is a very likable protagonist he's a bit of a wimp which makes him very relatable for me, whereas Alberto is very outgoing and and wild. So the comparison between the two of them is great. But they form this very solid bond early on, which very much is what the plot for the rest of the film hinges on. They are it's them against the world essentially. Them against the sea monsters that don't want them above ground. Them against the humans who if they discovered where they were sea monsters would horribly, violently murder them they have some wonderful adventures together before they even start on their plan to get a vespa which is great alberto i like more of the two i thought there was more to his arc we didn't get a lot there's 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 a backstory to alberto which is hinted at but never really elaborated on you get your exposition dump towards the back half of the film which you've heard many times before for characters in pixar films or other films entirely which doesn't make alberto's story any particularly unique than anything else but again it is it is more intriguing than Luca's just 
the fish out of water, the person who doesn't belong in his own community, wants to find his own place in the world. We've seen it a million times before. Doesn't make Luke a bad protagonist by any means, but it doesn't make him particularly memorable. I was looking more to learning more about Alberto than Luca. I wanted to know where Alberto ended up at the end of the movie, less so than Luca. They do have some wacky side characters, which are all great. Luca's sea monster parents are very, very overprotecting and also wacky. The mother is the more serious of the two. The dad, of course, is a bit of a dimwit. And he has a really cool grandma as well, who's obviously the cool grandma, the one who supports his decisions to to go above water or all that. And she's got some great one-liners in here too. The girl that Luca and Alberto meet, Julieta, she's very, very, very cool. I think her personality, her she's very outgoing as well. She says that she doesn't fit in with her culture as well, or for friends, she doesn't really have any friends because she's very, very loud and very extravagant and all of that, which apparently doesn't play off well with people around her at all. She gels really well with the Luca and Alberto. There's some forced some forced antagonism between her and Alberto, or at least Alberto to her, because he's obviously jealous of this new character that comes in and takes Luca's attention. But when they're not trying to force that on, I liked when the three of them were just hanging out together and coming up with plans to get the Vesper and compete in a competition and go fishing and all of that stuff. Her character design as well is probably the best of the animation in terms of her look and her hair and her character movements and all of that was great to watch. Everyone else around her, the the antagonist of the film, Julieta's father, the as I said, the moustache cat, they all serve their purpose in a very specific way. You know when you're introduced to them, what role that character will play in the movie, which doesn't necessarily make it bad, but it makes it predictable. I would like a wacky, extravagant character who does something different or goes a completely different way. So that brings me to the the, the, the stuff that pulls the movie down for me, unfortunately, is just a very formalic story. We've seen it all a hundred times before in a hundred different movies, and as such, it doesn't make Luca stand out. And I feel like maybe people knew that when they released this film, because they certainly didn't go out of their way to go, come and see Luca, the film people will be talking about for years to come. It's very, okay, it's a little boring in some places, not overly so, but for a Pixar film, you do have to be prepared for the fact that people will expect a certain, either a deeper meaning to the story, because as we've got from Coco and Inside Out and Soul now, there's there's some Pixar films that have a really heavy topic which they attempt to unpack in certain films or you have some really emotional character stuff in terms of character evolution in films such as toy story or monsters inc with luca it's very here's a story here's some characters to do the story do it entertaining enjoyable you'll still you'll have some heartwarming moments you'll watch it you'll laugh at the funny moments you will appreciate seeing it and all that but you won't go this is the greatest movie i've ever seen you will say, "I've seen this movie before. Still good, but it it ain't it ain't it ain't a masterpiece of Pixar or anything like that." There's not much more to say about Luca. It is a very simple, by the books film. You've seen it a hundred times before. It's still a good film. The characters are fun by any means, by all means. But again, you've seen them all before. I would recommend Luca mainly for the animation and the imagery. I think it's spectacular. And I would recommend it as well for a feel-good film. This film's not going to make you think. It's not going to make you question your reality or anything like that. 
but you absolutely will feel good watching this film. And as I've said, in the current climate and the world we live in, a feel-good film like Luca is something that we absolutely need. And I feel like people will get something out of it. Nothing that's going to change their world, but at least something that will make them smile, which is nice. There we are. That's my overall opinion of Luca. It was, it was, it was fun. It was a nice 95 minutes. I enjoyed watching it. I understood why it's under the radar on Pixar on Disney Plus and everything like that. But I also think that, again, people have different opinions about different things. I've been looking into people ranking Pixar films online, and I always think I'm going to go, okay, I know which films are going to be the best. But people surprise me. So it's really people's opinions and what they like about Pixar and the films that appeal to them and the films that don't. I'm one of those people that thinks Onward is an absolutely wonderful, fantastic, top-tier Disney Pixar film. And I've talked to a lot of people that are like, nah, subpar. And then I I might lose some subscribers and listeners to say this. I ain't a fan of Wally. I, it's a it's a fine enough movie, but I, I get bored in it, unfortunately, and I'm not a fan of Wally. But of course, you talk to everybody else in the world, and Wally is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I'd be interested to see if people watch this film. Definitely watch this film. It deserves to be watched. It deserves to be a part of the Pixar library. While it's not the top tier, it's not bottom tier, in my opinion. But I would be interested to see what people think about this film and if they like it and what they like about it, what appeals to them, anything like that. So definitely watch it if you've got Disney+, Plus. depending where you are in the world. F9 may not even be out yet. So if you're Or if you're looking for a film to watch. I hear the hitman's bodyguard's wife is out, maybe. But Luca might be more appealing for to watch with your kids, to watch with people of all ages. And also, if you've got Disney+, Plus, you can stay at home and watch it. You don't have to go to the cinemas. And having gone to the cinemas a few times recently and hearing people talk and crunch or whip out their phones or talk at full volume, I do appreciate the prospect that maybe we could just watch all our movies from home. That might be nice. So, yeah, there we go. Enjoy Luca if you watch it. I hope you appreciated this episode. We are two episodes away from my 100th episode, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do, but I will at least revitalize my logo and my intro music. So be sure to check in at least for that, and hopefully I'll come up with something else to appreciate the 100 episodes. We will see. But until then, I love and appreciate you as always. Thank you for listening to me once again. It's been a treat. It's been a blast. You've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time.